Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. everybody welcome to rooted deep i tell you uh this is just a fun day and i'm really excited i bet you there's some people out there listening right now and you've always had a thought in the back of your head i would love to write a book or i i have a story to tell how do i tell my story i know a lot of times as i travel and speak i get that question reba how do i how do you get your story out there how how do you you know how do you find a way to have a passion uh to to communicate what god has put on your heart and so i Allie and i are so excited today to have a friend in ministry um but also a really credible author with us an award-winning author no less uh vicky durastock is with us today We've had her on the program before, uh, talked a little bit about um, her her Advent devotions and Christmas crafts and books, and we've talked a little bit about um, her heart and home books that she's got out there. But today we're going to kind of go down a little bit different angle and talk a little bit about a brand new endeavor that she is launching uh, starting in Game Press. And I'm really excited to hear about this. Uh, Vicki is an award-winning author. Uh, she was the 2020, 2020 excuse me, SELA Nonfiction Book Winner of the Year. Uh, her, her passions are diverse. I love this uh, because not only is she an author and a pub and she's been published, but also she uh, does coaching, she speaks. Um, and now, uh, as I just mentioned, she is turning her focus on launching in-game press and kind of stepping into the publishing world. So Vicki, man, welcome to the podcast today. I'm so excited to learn from you today. I'm so excited to be with you guys. You're always um, fun to hang out with. I wish we could do this like all the time. So thanks for having me back. I always enjoy it. So tell us, I just want to hear about, I love, I was so excited when you, when you announced, um, on social media about Endgame Press, I was really excited for you and, and for us as well. Um, but at the same time, I want to know how, what, I want to know, first of all, where did you come up with the title Endgame? I'm curious. I'm thinking Avengers, but it's obviously has nothing to do with the Avengers. Well, I, I could say authors assemble, you know, I've played with that a little bit. Oh, I like it. Um, so the, <laughs> the naming of the business was one of the hardest things, right? Mm. I, it's really funny. Cause when you love words, you think, oh, well, you should be really good at, you know, coming up with the right words for the right things all the time. And that's not always the case. Right. Sometimes there are too many choices. Uh, right. so, so the process actually took a little bit of time. Once I decided this was the next direction I was going to go, it's, you know, the next initial decision is, you know, what are you going to name it? And can you buy the domain name? And can you, you know, can you, can you license the name? All of those things and all of the different things I tried. I, you know, I at first thought about, um, you know, maybe a heart and home kind of angle, open doors mm -hmm. or something like that. Cause that's really where I've been writing for the last couple years. And, and there were just roadblocks everywhere. And then I was like, well, maybe we just pick something really off the wall and pick a food that I love. But there are so many foods that I love that uh, hot <laughs> wings press, popcorn <laughs> press, anything. Pepperoni press. That's what I'm <laughs> I mean, I was just like, there's so many. So how would I ever narrow that down? Mm -hmm. um, and, and I kept thinking, you know, really the reason I'm moving in this direction is because I want my bottom line to matter. Like the bottom line of 
of life. And, and the bottom line of life is to make an impact for the kingdom. Uh, and, and I came upon, I just kind of kept playing with that whole idea of bottom line because that wasn't available mm-hmm. and came to what's your end game. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we've watched enough Marvel movies to, to kind of love that tie in really, uh, to be honest. And when yeah. I started researching and finding that it was actually possible for me to, to move into grabbing end game and making end game press, um, it was kind of exciting because it was just one of those moments where you felt like, uh, yes, this makes sense. This particular piece and naming it, this makes sense. I love it. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So why, why are you starting a publishing company? I mean, this is a big, this is a big endeavor. I mean, at least from where I'm at, this is stepping in with some of the big sharks. So tell me what, what are you starting a publishing company? It's my husband's fault. Okay. <laughs> Bottom line. That's all it is. Right. I really think he thought, why don't you publish your own books, like self-publish? But when he said, why don't you start your own publishing company, my brain just started going, hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of aspects of the process, um, especially as an um, author who publishes with traditional houses that you don't control. And I am an only child. I have control issues. I like to, <laughs> like, yeah. like, I, like to I don't like to share. Right? Like I, I like to know, um, for instance, because we're many authors are tasked with marketing. I, I like to know, did that email campaign I sent out actually like sell any books? Mm-hmm. Did that social media post I made actually sell any books? Like yeah what actually, what, what helped my bottom line. Mm -hmm. And you don't have access to a lot of that information um, because traditional publishers are large most of the time and they don't have staff, especially after COVID. uh, Many of them have laid off a good portion of their workforce. Um, And there's just traditionally information that authors just don't ever have access to. And um, so when I, when I told my agent and a couple of other people that I've worked with for the last few years, you know, what I was thinking about doing they were like, that's probably the most Vicky thing we've ever heard. Like, <laughs> like, like it's, it's pretty normal. We are not surprised in the least that you are going to try to dig in here and figure this out. I love it because I think that, you know, things have changed in the publishing world so much. And honestly, it was like, it, it seemed like it was quickly. It probably hasn't been as quickly as it felt like. But, you know, there was the old school days where you submitted a manuscript. And, you know, then you kept your fingers crossed, hoping that it was going to get bred by somebody at that level who would pass it up and say, this is probably worth talking to her about. Um, And then that kind of changed. And we got into the world of you really needed an agent to get in the door. And then, you know, then that kind of shift uh, that still exists, obviously. But then there was the non-traditional publishing route, uh, which a lot of people kind of said, "Okay, we're just going to go on Kindle. And we're just going to do an ebook, and um, and we won't publish it. We won't actually print them. And so there's been so many things right now that people are searching for with success. So I'm really excited uh, to hear uh, that you're looking at starting a traditional publishing company because I really think, knowing you uh, a little bit, that this is going to be a different kind of publishing company uh and i think that is an awesome thing yeah i'm i'm sorry go ahead (laughs) that's okay i was just gonna say i mean that's kind of one of the things 
it's a little bit intimidating because uh, it's just the same thing as when you get started being an author. There's a lot that you don't know. Um, there's a lot about the process that you have no idea. So basically, I feel like I spent four years, you know, not knowing what I didn't know um, until I unlocked a few different things along the way. And so I'm kind of back in that same zone again of I don't know what I don't know until I find out some information and then have to kind of figure out how to work through that and and ultimately build a business that can stay in business um, and so that I can do more business for the kingdom. <laughs> which is, which is a big, a big task. And that's what I would call that's actually your end game, right? I mean, if we want to go back to the title, so that's exciting. And you, you know, on in, in your press, um, in your intro, it talks about traditional publishing company with, you know, fiction and nonfiction and children's titles. So what, you know, if, I mean, that's kind of broad, but what would you say, would you be your focus, um, as you know, as a publisher? <laughs> It is broad. Um, and it's very ambitious to like be putting out books this fall and winter. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm nothing if not ambitious. And I, I really honestly, I mean, it's, it's been God at work the entire time since, since the idea kind of came about, uh, putting the right people in place to say, yeah, that's a good idea. Or, um, yeah, I think you should do this. God's just been really obvious. It's, you know, not all the time when you're getting ready to take a step of faith that God, you know, almost kind of paints a sign for you and says, go this way. But, but in this instance, it has been so very obvious that I'd, I'd just be, I would be disobedient if I didn't move mm. forward. And so the focus for me is, is really just putting out quality books, which means good content as well as, as something people want to pick up, which means you know, it needs to look nice. And, and I'm, that's part of my mission statement anyways, to create beauty um, and, and setting up what I want to be a long-term model of success in that I have bigger dreams for Endgame Press than just what it looks like today. I mean, I have a broader vision. Um, and then I really want to put authors first. I think that that's I, I don't, I have nothing against uh, other publishers and I've had great experience and I've been so blessed to have the open doors that I've had, but I, I don't know that, um, authors always feel like they are, um, appreciated or, um, even, um, elevated to understand how valuable they are. And I, as a creator, I think that that's always the challenge. You have a lot of imposter syndrome, or you feel like maybe you're not good enough, or you lack confidence, because it's our baby we're putting out there. And I don't care if we're talking about music or art or uh, speaking, any of that stuff. It's all, I was even talking to my hairdresser yesterday, and she said, it's kind of the same thing for her. You know, she wants people to love what she's she's done, you know, and that's her yeah. creation, you know, at the end of the day. And so we, I want to build confidence in authors. I want to make them better for having published with Endgame Press, which is part of that education model that I've been working on of teaching authors anyway, of coaching and teaching that I've done for the last few years, making that available to authors who come in and, and letting them really learn the process along the way with me, um, being, being careful to cultivate community. Because I think the world has figured out really well how to cultivate community among each other and help elevate each other. And I think, unfortunately, Christians are a little bit behind in this mm -hmm. process. Yeah. And we feel like it's, it's a competition where we each have to kind of get our, our foot in the door and leave everybody else aside. Whereas mm -hmm. if we all work together, it would be a huge difference. You know, I have oh, we keep running over each other today. We're so excited to talk to you. That's why. So, uh, Allie, I'm going to let you go and then I'll jump in because this is good. 
No, I'm ex- yeah, I'm just I'm excited. I've got so many questions. I keep writing them down, but then I'm going to your questions. So anyway, it's um it's one of those things that with you know when you're starting Endgame, you think okay, this is a way I can get you know my books. I you know kind of creative control and and so forth. But you already have a couple of authors. You know, did you have their books in mind as well before uh, you know you even started, or was it you know hey you like you had already seen their work? I think that's exciting. Well, I think that um, part of part of the publishing industry is the relationships that you build. And, and that has been part of my journey for the last four years. Basically I have been in the publishing industry and trying to figure it out. And in the last four years, I've built relationships with a lot of authors. And especially because I travel and go to conferences and teach, um, there are successful people out there who have invested in me Mm. and taught me uh, certain parts of the process or who have encouraged me when I needed it, who have, um, advised or just just been part of my group you know this this community that's moved forward so when I was thinking about being broader than just putting my stuff out there I would mention to certain people you know what I was thinking about doing and and they have literally turned around and said well I would do a book with you Mm. and I my first reaction was awesome but that's scary because why why were you willing you know I'm going to put my books out there because I'm going to learn and I know I'm learning so I could mess this up and Mm -hmm. and I would rather mess up my own stuff than someone else trust Uh, that's a lot of trust and I mean so the first children's book that will be released in August Nancy Sanders is a multi-published author she's published over 100 titles and she is allowing me to publish one of her books. You know, so I'm honored. I'm honored that she would give me that yes. gift. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic book. And I have a couple other people who are who are just, they've already sent me their submissions. They want to move forward. And most of it's based on relationships uh, mm-hmm. that I've already built. And um, people that trust me as a person, which I don't take that lightly. I think that that's a really, um, that's just a testimony to God and his grace and um, them believing in me. Yeah. You know, um, one of the things I think is so important that you talk about is, is helping authors do a good job in educating them in the fields that they are, they don't know what to do with, because I think for a lot of authors, the whole idea of marketing, building a platform, all of this thing, it's like, Oh my word, what is all that? I just, all I know what to do is write this book. And um, in order to get people to actually read your book, you have to have a platform of some sort. You have to have people out there who are like, yeah, I want a copy or, you know, or it's just going to be for, you know, uh, I used to say when I wrote my first book, well, I know my mother's going to read it, you know, (laughs) Um, but I'm not sure anyone else is going to. And so through the years of learning that there's a lot of work that goes into trying to navigate the ever-changing world of marketing and social media and building platforms and if you really it's almost as if sometimes you get that feeling okay if you already don't know what you're doing on this uh, and don't already have this massive platform built then we probably can't help you and I think this is one of the most encouraging things that I understand about what you're doing is that you're actually investing in the author helping them to figure out how to go forward. So talk about that, because to me, this is invaluable. Well, and, and I do believe this is one of the unique propositions about Endgame Press is that I do want authors to publish with me 
and then become better for their craft, for their career, whether they stay with Endgame or not. Like the things that I want to teach them and show them and work together with them on in a more collaborative type effort will only make them better in the future. So like it, it, my goal is to take everything I've learned. I started a, a membership um, last April with, uh, I think we started with around 30 people where I said, I'm going to take you for the next year through how to build this online platform and what that looks like. And so we've covered branding and websites. We've covered email lists, how to use Canva, all the different social media sites, how to use video networking. I mean, every single topic under the sun and, and they will all be done this first year of the program in April. And, and I'm telling you, the people that have, have really applied themselves and worked hard and, you know, like they're going through weekly lessons. So it's not like overwhelming because there's so much to learn. Um, they, they have seen a lot of progress and they've put a lot of the parts in place that, you know, when you go to another house and you have a proposal in hand and maybe your writing's really, really good. This is, this is the case so many times, maybe eight out of 10 times. Your writing is great. But the problem is you have no platform and, mm. and an agent or an editor will sit across the table from you or will sit um, on screen with you and will say, you know, we love your idea. We love your writing. It's great, but you have no platform. So we can't take this project on. Yeah. We don't know how many books we can sell. And I get that at the end of the day, I get it. It's a, it's a business and you have to kind of try to figure out, are you going to sell enough books to make it worth the investment that you're making? So the, the people I bring on, I definitely want them to leave better. Uh, then, then they came. I want them to feel equipped and empowered and, and ready to go um, and and be better. I, I mean, that's ultimately at the end end of the the day. That's where really what I want for the author. So I want to put the author central um, and and really make them better. Mm. I love it. That's so good. Well, is um, what are you learning? I mean, what so far? I mean, I realize you're just stepping into it, but what what have you learned uh, in the process so far? Well. There's always so much more, you know, when, when you scrape the surface uh, that you didn't know um, actually goes on behind the scenes, uh, whether whether you're a first time author and, and you've kind of got your baby out in the world and then you realize, oh, they really you know want my help in <laughs> selling this thing. <laughs> um, or uh, when you're when you're in publishing and learning, OK, I've got to quote not only the printing, but the shipping. And I need to add in, you know, if we're getting it from overseas, the, the duties and the freight and the everything under the sun that gets tacked on each little piece. And, and then you're trying to evaluate how many pieces do I order? It's, it's like running any business. You're trying to figure out your cost of goods sold, but the, but the number keeps moving, you know, because, you know, like shipping doesn't stay constant and, and duties and tariffs don't stay constant. And the world is kind of in flux, you know, at the moment. So you're trying to figure out where you can like land on as far as an, an average cost so that you do business well. But at the same time, you're trying to, you know, help people and bring people in and, and do more. And I, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, I, I want to make wise business decisions, but I also want to follow God's leading. And, and if it doesn't look like it makes sense on paper, I still, you know, want to follow God's leading because he's obviously in charge. So it's, it's just a tricky, uh, it's just a tricky business and everybody gets a little piece of it, you know, along the way, whether you have a sales team or a distribution team or, or different things. And so you're, you're trying to figure out what, what's my bottom line on my numbers too. And I think that that's probably the biggest challenge here at the very beginning is to really try to wrap my head around, you know, how do we, how do we make this make sense um, and, and do it well 
right from the beginning. And I'm a perfectionist. So it's really, really hard sometimes for me to pull the trigger on a decision, knowing, knowing I could do something wrong. It's interesting that you're going from a full-on creative process for several years into a more, um, what would the word be? It's not, you know, it's no longer creative. It's like just numbers and financials and, and, and making that switch, I think is really interesting. Are you concerned that the focus on your publishing company is going to take away from that, that, you know, the writing, your writing time, your writing process, your creative process. Is that one of your concerns? Cause I can see that. Like, if I'm like, Oh man, I, what, which one do I choose today? And choosing the best, you know, best work. That's been, that's been what I had shared with, with some folks too, is that, you know, I've always been very left and right brain. I can, I can function well on either side, but they don't usually function well at the same time. So, so that's been, that was part of my dilemma, you know, early on in our marriage even was I took on a lot of administrative type jobs and things that I could do because you can check the, the list and you have a certain amount of time and, and that creative projects are like, well, they could take three hours. They could take 10, you know, you just don't know. And you need lots of free time to have that creativity to flow. So I can make the switch, but the switch, um, needs to be made. And so, and now I'm finding even just as we're launching this business that I have to schedule these larger blocks, still going to get the creative work done or else be sending up the emails, the, the price spreadsheets. And I have spreadsheets that have spreadsheets and, you know, that stuff is almost easier because you can cross, cross it off the list. And I've got this task done. And so for a person that's very goal oriented, it's almost easier to stay administrative but I can't, I can't let myself. So I'm, I'm actually using my calendar to, to say, okay, look, there's a, there's a window right here. We're going to block that off. We're not going to schedule anything. You're not going to do any point. I'm not going to watch any classes or webinars or anything that you need to learn right now. You're just going to sit and you're going to write because, you know, supposedly you have books coming out this fall as well. So <laughs> you've got to get the work done. Wow. So where are you going to go from here? I mean, uh, is there is there more planned besides the books? Uh, I have a feeling knowing you, there probably is. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so ultimately, I have I have some things that that are in my heart. Uh, that that's really interesting how God has kind of just brought them back to the surface again for me. Um, you know, music has always been a part of my life, and that's actually what my degrees are in are, is music and. Um, I have always wanted to put out my own albums. I have a daughter who is a very talented singer who, who could probably put out her own albums and, and we could write music and, and things like that. So there's, there is a, a bit of a dream of having, you know, a music side of what happens here with Endgame, of getting into film and screenplays of, um, you know, that sort of media type thing. And so that, that's, a, that's a hope for the future. My bigger hope at the moment is to be able to help nonprofits and ministries. Mm. Once I can unlock some of the mysteries with the distribution and the printing and the, you know, all the logistics types issues. Of, <laughs> right. Like, if, I mean, my goal would be to say, you know, I don't want to make any money off you. I just want to give you the ability to access my channels and let the profit go back to the, the ministry or the nonprofit group or whatever. And so that is my next um, piece of the puzzle that I would love to get into place. Um, once I know that I have things kind of functioning well and make sense um, and then being able to pass that on to nonprofits and ministries very specifically, you know, that's, that's a goal. And then I think 
this is really interesting because about four years ago, I had this thought about missionaries specifically who are on the field in other countries who are looking for platforms. Many of them have to go in and to certain countries for sure under, under a platform, whether it's, um, coffee beans or, um, pottery. Yeah. Yeah. They have to have some sort of reason for being in the country besides, you know, trying to witness. And my thought was, well, you know, we're always trying to translate books into other languages. Mm -hmm. How exciting would it be to have a setup where a missionary went into another country Mm -hmm. or was already there working with the nationals, have them do the translating work and, and be able to hire them in that way, have this whole translation kind of thing going on. And, and that was about four years ago. I thought that, and then it kind of left because that was nothing I could ever have had influence in. And, and, and the Lord just kind of brought it back to mind about two weeks ago that that was something that I had really thought was a great idea and wish someone would do. Mm. Um, and it, it, it seems like it's more in the realm of possibility that that would be something that I could actually legitimately make happen at this, this next stage. That's exciting. And I think that's why Reba's really been studying a lot of Spanish lately because that's her next, or her really, her next goal is just taking a book and translating it word for word. And so we're really excited about that possibility. And she's giving, she's giving me bad looks right now. She's teasing. Oh, I'm telling you. Well, listen, I mean, this is such a huge thing, you know, with what we do going in two countries and helping women. And look, number one, always looking for what is that opportunity? Um, you know, and what is that, you know, what could we help them do? Um, that's always a key part for, you know, for being able to help women to get sustainability in their own lives. Uh, but beyond all of that, you have so many needs to get materials into their hands. Mm. Um, and, you know, whether it be in written form uh, or if they can't read, if it's in uh, audio or video form so they can listen or, or watch. And this is some of the greatest challenges that our ministry is facing right now is how do we get discipleship materials to women who can't read and write? Yeah. And, you know, you can't tell them, just go read the book of first John and we'll talk about it next week, but they can't read. They don't know. So it, you know, and it's like, I, you know, I tell the Lord all the time, Lord, I, this is not my wheelhouse. I don't even know where to start doing all of these things. And yet I see the huge need for them all to be done. And so I think that it's exciting for me to watch how God just stirs the hearts of other people who do have skill sets uh, in this world to be able to say, hey, wait a minute, my heart is stirred also towards the same burden and the same vision. Um, because it's, it's, you know, it's not, um, it, it's, it's difficult, but just because it's difficult doesn't mean it's not worth the effort to be able to help women grow in their spiritual lives and be able to help them grow and heal uh, emotionally and physically and spiritually and things they've gone through. And they need materials to be able to do that. Uh, They need something to be able to do when no one is standing beside them, you know? Um, And this is big. So, uh, man, I just want to say, you know, I just want to like jump up and down and say bravo and kudos because uh, Allie's joking, but seriously, I mean, by the time somebody tries to figure out a language, and get it so you really mm-hmm. communicate it well, how many years have to go by, you know? Yeah. And I mean, ultimately, there's such an urgency in my spirit that time is short. And I can't, I, the last few months have just increased that inside of me is that 
time is short. And, and that's part of the reason, you know, it's not enough for me just to write my own books and try to get um, the word out. And I, it, it has to be a group effort and I have to figure out how can I coordinate the group to move forward and who are the people that are, that should be in the group to help. But, but also, you know, a lot of people want to abandon the general market. They also, they want to, they want to run away from the dark and, and we're salt and light. So we can't, we can run away. We have to stay and we just have to do what God calls us to do wherever that may be. And, and so I, that's why I want to be a, a Christian and a general market publishing house. I, I can't just stay in one place. We can write inspiring things, uplifting, encouraging things, and, and push back the dark as long as we can, as long as we're here. But I'm just, I, there is an urgency in my spirit that I have to do more and go faster. I mean, my word for the year is go. And I was like, I wish there was another word because there's other pretty descriptive words out there. But the Lord just kept saying, go, go, go. Like, one of those times where I'm like, I, I don't I don't know how much time I have left. I don't know how much time we have left. But, but the time that I have left, I want to use it as much as I can for kingdom work. That's awesome. Because my word for the year is push. Oh, <laughs> honestly, you know, what has just been driving this in me? Yeah. Just keep pushing, just keep pushing, mm-hmm. keep pushing. Um, and so your word sounds more fun than mine, though, because mine seems pushed. You guys just sound like cheerleaders. It's so, just like somebody's just yelling behind you with a big megaphone. Maybe that needs to be my word. It's just megaphone. Just yell at the other two. Push, go. But, <laughs> Uh, well, Vicki, let me ask you this. There's probably people listening right now that have all kinds of dreams and and they they have a story inside them they'd love to tell. Or maybe they've sat down a million times in front of a computer and jotted out some thoughts and words. And it, it just talk to them right now. What would you tell that person who's listening right now who's like, where do I go from here and what should I do? How do I get started? What What's a good place to start? Talk to those women or people that are listening right now and maybe give them a little hope for today. Absolutely. I mean, I, I do believe the Lord puts inside of us, you know, those big dreams and those desires um, for a reason. I don't think he does that to frustrate us or um, make us exasperated in the process. Um, I, I have had a lot of ambition for a lot of years that I have um, intentionally waited to act on because I want, I knew that God had also put in my heart to have a family and to be present with them. And so there have been a lot of things through the years where God and I have wrestled with, you know, what about this timing Mm. (laughs) issue and, and feeling like I was getting older and not accomplishing a lot of the goals that I had in, in my heart. And yet knowing that my time with, with my children, my family was short. And so it was one of those um, surrender issues. First of all, was just saying, you know, the time is not right right now for all the dreams that I have in my heart. Um, and so I'm going to be happy and joyful where I am and serve in this small space, you know, while he has me here. And, and that, that process has been very good for me because when it was time, when the time was right, God opened doors very obviously and moved me before I was even ready. Cause I had anticipated it would be once all of the children were out of the household, then it would be time for me to kind of pursue some of the things that I had been waiting for. And he moved early and I kind of was like, you know, are you sure God? Cause like, I don't think your timing is quite right yet. You know, I thought we had an agreement. Um, but, but when the time was right, he made it very obvious and, and the writing journey, uh, for the women who are wanting to write or have a story to tell, um, 
just consistently start writing, you know, even if it's for yourself. I, I started a, a blog early on and now I know it was more of an online journal uh, because I was writing and telling everyone what I thought I, I needed to say to everyone. And blogging is a whole different ball game. You're actually <laughs> looking for what are people searching for and then you write to that. So it's a little bit different perspective, but the process of me getting on regularly and writing, whether that's inside of a program or on a blog of or journal, just just actively be letting those thoughts out and and developing that. And then there are so many really great courses and things that you can take gradually that will help you improve craft or will tell you about the different marketing things and how to grow, um, you know, all these social media sites, which everyone wants to abandon because they are a dumpster fire half the time. Um, <laughs> and, and so, you know, but you can learn um, as you go and take small steps, you know, really just the small steps add up to the big ones um, and, and be patient in the process and just watch for the Lord to lead. That's really helpful, especially to to women who, uh, or you know, just any aspiring author, just to know that consistently finding that time um, to just sit down and put it on paper, even if even if if it's for yourself. Um, I want to ask you one more question before we close out. What are some of the, your most maybe inspiring authors lately that you just really you know you do you are is there one author that you go back to or one style that you go back to or is it just kind of a you know a mishmash of Oh, here's what I feel like reading right now. And, um, you know, kind of speaking to that a little bit. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough question. I've always been very eclectic in my reading. Um, I, I've been an avid reader since I was a kid. You know, remember I'm an only child. So like mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot going on. <laughs> Just <laughs> nobody to talk to. Right. <laughs> my, my book friends were my friends. Yes. You know? So like, uh, I did a lot of reading growing up and you know, I have always loved um, fiction, a really good mystery or something was always intriguing to my brain. I like to unlock what the mystery is before I get to the end. Um, and so fiction has just been kind of a staple for a long time. But in the last few years, I've been more immersed in nonfiction because that's where I've been writing. And so um, the, the nonfiction and lately has been more the business books and the marketing uh, yeah. things like that. And, and part of it is just you know, there's limited time to read right now. And as people are submitting their proposals and even their full manuscripts, you know, I'm reading, just reading them, new people. And so yeah. there's a whole, whole lot of time to do. Mm-hmm. It almost feels a little guilty, but my dear friend, Caroline George just released um, a book that's kind of uh, like uh, the Guernsey. Do you know what I'm talking about? The yes. Yes. So Love it. That, which was one of my favorite reads. Um, she wrote her own and she's a debut author, um, but she is a fantastic writer. She's won many, many contests and she's young and fun. And so I'm reading her book right now because it just came out on Tuesday. And that is my, that is my little escape at the moment. It's a time. Slip, so it's got two different uh, eras going on at the same time. And it's, it's really a lot of fun. Well, Vicki, thank you so much for joining us today. I, we're both inspired, obviously. Uh, Reba can't, we're watching on video. Reba just cannot stop shaking her head and getting, you know, and, and writing things down. So we're, we're excited to have you. And, and we're, it's really interesting, timely, um, that a few weeks ago, Reba's like, do you think we can ask Vicki to, to join us again for a podcast? And it was that, you know, just talking about timing and go and push and, and those words of, of this year. So thank you so much for joining us. And um, to all those that are out there, you know, if, if you are an aspiring author or just enjoy just putting your thoughts down on paper, just be consistent. Like, like Vicki said, be consistent and continue to learn and read. But at the same time, we want you to continue to stay rooted deep 
And uh, so we will talk to you next time. Everybody have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, Vicki. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org. Thank you.